welcome to another episode of fans in motion as it has been said uh throughout the universe the podcast that you didn't know you needed i i uh, got a couple of regulars i got uh, rock and robin straight from the bullpen uh, he might as well be a host um he's been on here enough the keyboardist and leader of the band night ranger <laughs> eric Levy. <laughs> and the um is is conductor the proper term uh you know uh lead conductor um you know yeah, I'm the uh, music director and conductor um and uh and uh party engineer right a lot of partying going on um mr chris morin thank you for joining us uh so we basically got an episode here where we're talking about this record night ranger <laughs> 40 years in a night with a contemporary youth orchestra, Eric Levy representing Night Ranger and Chris representing the contemporary youth orchestra. Well, anyways, both of you, thank you for uh, joining us. Um, look at that shirt that uh, Chris has got on. Look at that. I mean, hey, we got, I think we're wearing the same one. You got the we are. Well, is, Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I saw, right I saw Chris in it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I need to get mine. And there we go. Uh, Eric, <laughs> where's yours? It's, I'm actually like, um, <laughs> it's, it, today is, is like the sign of like, this is what happens when you're a Chicago Bears fan and somehow they win the turnover battle by three and have 40 minutes of time of possession to 20 and still managed to lose so it's so I'm, I'm actually representing here's chicago on my hat but then i'm wearing uh this t-shirt that the detroit fire department was kind enough to to gift me at some point so re representing those dudes they rock i'm ha happy for them they got to see their team win well i guess we will accept that and uh yeah the uh angela got bragging rights on you again so uh she beat me at fantasy football again this week too yeah, well, yeah. she's a, beaten me twice now this season. That's a, a double, a double whammy. Um, yeah, so you know, in the Night Ranger community, it's there's a lot going on with the release of this record. Um, I gotta say, four decades in, and we get a a unique record, but a great record. Um, night ranger 40 years in the night with a contemporary youth orchestra released i think october 17th so the release you know it's been out for a couple weeks uh released on vinyl released on cd um blu-ray and we're going to basically map this journey of how the idea came about um what all was needed to get night ranger with an orchestra um we'll talk about the teamwork between eric you know, kind of acting on behalf of the band and Chris acting on behalf of the orchestra. Um, a little history with this. This show was, um, I think, what, November 9th, 2022? Um, it's not, if not the 9th, the 8th. But uh, so, you know, the first part of November of 22 um, in Cleveland, Ohio, it was part of the second annual uh, Danny Repepi Memorial Show. For those that don't know, um, Danny Repepi uh, was the brother of Ed Repepi, and Ed is um, the tour manager of Night Ranger. Um, Danny was unfortunately killed in an auto accident in 2021. They had a memorial show for him in Cleveland, and 
the money raised from that, they were able to buy some police canine units and every you know the dogs for uh, the local police units and everything. Um, the one in 2022, the second one was this show, the 40th um, anniversary show with the uh, Contemporary Youth Orchestra, and um, yeah, unique show with the orchestra. Um, Chris, where? Let's start with like your history and um, and how you got involved with the Contemporary Youth Orchestra. Yeah, well, let me start by saying thank you so much for having me on the show. It's uh, I've watched a number of episodes. I, I watched the episode where Ed announced this concert, and uh, it was really fun to see everybody's enthusiasm for this project without having heard anything. And uh, I'm glad that people are enjoying the album and enjoying the Blu-ray. Uh, I really thought that Night Ranger's team and the production team did such an amazing job. It is no small feat to try to capture a live performance and to capture it well, both from a video standpoint and from an audio standpoint. And just being involved, I mean, I was there like all day for two days with the setup and, and making sure everything was good for the orchestra and everybody was awesome. Everybody on the tour team is awesome. I mean, Eric, you guys have just a great team of people helping out and, and making things happen day in and day out. You guys are touring all the time. It's amazing. Um, and I just thoroughly enjoyed working with the Night Ranger team. So um, so thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about it tonight. It's really great to be here. Um, me personally, I am a... Uh, from Cleveland. I uh, started making music when I was a kid and uh, after I, I did some things uh, at Tri-C, uh, Cuyahoga Community College, which is where CYO is now um, in residence. Uh, when I was in high school, I was a part of the jazz program there. I went on to go to Bowling Green, got a degree in music education and um, jazz performance, and then moved back to Cleveland and just started playing with bands and uh, was in bands like uh, Aphrodisiatics and Mafune. And then I started teaching in a, a suburb of Cleveland and did that for quite a long time and continued to gig and continue to play with bands like um, uh, Revolution Brass Band and Trepanning Trio, just a wide variety of music and and different artists. I wrote music for a lot of people in town, would do like horn arrangements. I'm a trombone player primarily, so um, would do arrangements for other groups. Uh, great reggae musician, uh, Carlos Jones in the Plus Band. I wrote horn arrangements for one of his albums and played on that album. Um, and, and for me, it's just, I, I like a wide variety of music and I pride myself on being a good collaborator. I wanna, if I'm hired to sit in with a band or to write for a band, I just really wanna understand the story that those musicians are trying to tell. And I just want to fit into that. I want that to work and, and I want to amplify that any way that I can. Um, and I, I unfortunately, I, I've just received a lot of opportunities to do that, so which has been great. So in 2021, um, I had been teaching for a long time, uh, I think 17 years at that point. And uh, 
I was just looking for a change. I was kind of feeling like the teaching gig wasn't going in the direction I wanted to. I had just published my first uh, comic book and I was like, I had never done anything like that before. And I thought, well, if I could accomplish this and convince people to purchase it, maybe there's other things that I could do. So I, I left my teaching job with no prospects. I had enough money in the bank to get me to December. And three months later, I got hired by the Contemporary Youth Orchestra to be their new music director. And it's been a wonderful fit for me because um, I use my performance background and my arranging and composing background and my background as both an educator and as a performer. These are all aspects of what we do in CYO. I mean, we're trying to get kids to be exposed to the music industry, many different jobs within the music industry. and I think I br bring a unique perspective and that I've, you name it, I've pretty much done it at this point. So um, it, no student has come to me and been like, but have you ever done this before? Yes, yes I have. Um, so it's been a good fit for me, a great creative outlet and the students are incredible. I mean, they are just really talented. They're super fun to work with and um, we've had a ball. So. When the Night Ranger gig came around, it was exciting because it was an opportunity to put all of those skills to test with a group of musicians I'd never worked with before. And that was well, a unique challenge. For those that don't know, give us just a little, little history of, you know, what the CYO is um, and what they've done um, for those that haven't, you know, listened to any of our previous episodes. Yeah, the Contemporary Youth Orchestra, we are in our 29th season. Um, they're based in Cleveland and have been the whole time. And it's a, a group of musicians made up um, of students from all over the greater Cleveland area. Um, we've kind of drawn a 45 minute radius around Cleveland and really focused on you know, recruiting students from that, from that, um, that area. And um, our focus, like I said, is to get students to experience different aspects of the music industry and our primary vehicle for that is contemporary music. We define contemporary music as music written within the last hundred years, but we have a special emphasis on uh, music written by living composers. We're, we're playing a lot of music by living composers. And then I think CYO is probably best known for our Rock the Orchestra concerts. They have performed with the likes of Styx and Tommy Shaw and Kenny Loggins and Melissa Etheridge and Bootsy Collins and Ben Folds and Jason Mraz. I mean, they've got quite a long list of collaborations. And of course, now we've we've got Night Ranger on that list as well. So Eric it's an amazing Williams organization. Night Rangers, it's sometimes referred to. Um, but uh, uh, I think the first time I became aware of the Contemporary Youth Orchestra would have been like 2005, 2006, when they did the uh the concert with sticks at blossom music festival or blossom uh outdoor <laughs> amphitheater mm -hmm. and uh they released a record and a dvd with you know the orchestra so that was the first time that um i had heard them and um obviously i saw the uh the tommy shell uh one that was out um i don't know four or five years ago it's it's been a little bit but uh so, Eric, when did you first start hearing rumblings that Night Ranger 
was looking at doing an orchestra show. Do you remember when you first heard? Oh, I, I want to say like for years and years, it, it was, it, you know, something that would come up what once in a blue moon, like, you know, somebody would be like, wouldn't it be cool if someday Night Ranger were to play with an orchestra? And, um, but I guess it must've been sometime last year that I found out, wow, we're, we're actually going to do this two years. I don't know. I can't tell you exactly what it, it was. Would have, it would have been probably early. Well, the concert was 22. So probably early, you know, 20, 22, somewhere around there. Mm, yeah. Um, and um, man, that's uh, <laughs> this, this dude here, Chris, like I can't say enough great things about, and it just blows my mind that it's like, he, you know, I, I came from uh, uh, studying jazz performance in college myself, you know, so it's, I feel like I felt instantly like, oh man, you know, like this guy, this guy that I probably share all this other music vocabulary besides all of what we're supposed to be doing here. And, and then just, um, you know, it's, I, I feel like uh, what Chris was being asked to do was, was in so many ways threading the needle because it was like, you know, okay, we want the orchestra to be able to play like these tight runs with the guitar players, but, you know, but we also want them doing some like different things. We don't know what, but, you know, something creative, you know, and, and so it, it, Chris is balancing all this with, you know, with, with having his students and, and write and writing for them. And, uh, it's, and, and in the end, oh man, it's like the, the Chris, the creativity, right. It just un unbelievable, <laughs> man. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised you guys never met on the uh, garage Mahal circuit. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and your guys as a uh, jazz bands. Now at any time when you guys were first getting together, did you guys like have like that evil plan of how do we introduce some Keith Jarrett? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's nice to say that, Josh. I, I did do a little grunting in the uh, in the demos I sent to the band. So, I mean, we we worked it in there somehow. It was great. <laughs> you know. Um, Props to any fans and motion listeners who <laughs> understood what just happened in that conversation. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, I try to understand jazz. Um, you know, uh, I I I don't. Um, <laughs> you know, I I remember I what was there was a cool train record I'm listening to, and I message Eric. Um, hey, what's the what's the significance of this record? He goes, well, this is like before he it got really complicated. It was easy for the masses. I'm like, the record I'm listening to is complicated. It gets more complicated. But uh, anyways, I know how much, uh, you know, you jazz guys like Keith Jarrett. So uh, <laughs> I figured. Uh, you of got all the people you could name. That's, um, a, that's an interesting one. <laughs> but uh, so, um, so Eric, Chris, you guys, so they, they get this organized to where this is going to happen. And they get you two in touch. What goes on from there? What are you guys talking about? What are you guys planning? Eric, what are you saying we need? Chris, what are you saying that you need from Night Ranger? Chris, do they tell you not to make eye contact with Jack Blades? What's going on? <laughs> it was. I think it, oh, sorry. No, it's all right. <laughs> initially, at least for me, it was. Um, it, it it I was more taking a taking a taking a step back 
and it and it was really uh you know the guys who who originally did these songs back in the day who were who were you know really uh communicating back back and forth with chris at first about you know the cre creative ideas and such and um but then once we got to the point where um where it was read we were ready to start actually doing it i i I've been able to to have the opportunity to to play symphony shows before, so I was like, okay, you know, it's I am probably in the position of all these guys to best um, be that be that liaison kind of person. But I I tried to do it as transparently as I could, but <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how that happened. But but uh, yeah, I, I ended up going in a day early and um, and got to look at the charts and and got to meet the orchestra and. Um, Man, my my impression was like you know these kids get it, they're incredible. It, oh, the energy, man, the energy those those kids brought was just insane. Well, it, well speak, speaking of, speaking of the charts, like that's so, Chris, when you're, you know, this is first starting to kick off. Um, I'm going to guess you're familiar with a few Night Ranger songs, mm -hmm. um, but not their entire catalog and what they're playing, um. I'm going to assume you kind of start digging into that. Um, but after, you know, you listen, you know, to the songs, you know, Eric just mentioned writing the charts. What's like a checklist of what you need to do before this show happens? Well, I think it's, it's important to note that I don't think I was the first pick to do these arrangements. I think in, in conversations with Ed, we were kind of going back and forth, like who should do these arrangements? And we had worked with some other arrangers. And I know that um, at least someone within Night Ranger had, had wanted to take a stab at, at doing the orchestra arrangements or they had somebody in mind that they wanted to do it. And, and so I, I said, well, allow me to do one song and send it to the band. And then if I'm not the right fit, then that's fine. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll find somebody and it'll be great. And, and I'm, I won't be offended. And so I, I, uh, I went right for the throat, man. I, I did sister Christian first and I, and I sent that off to the band and they came back and they're like, wow, this, this sounds really good. Eric, were you there when, when the band got sister Christian or what was the reaction? um no it's i'm always i'm always one of the last people to know anything though just kind of given given my place in in things um yeah it's i i i don't think i was aware of did i it's i'm trying to remember if i heard that i might not have even heard that sister christian initially yeah that was that was really probably more of a management with with the original guys yeah chris let me ask chris let me ask you this yeah. real quick if you had not done the arrangements, would you still have conducted the show? Yeah, I mean that's definitely my role with, right. with the orchestra. All sure. right, I just wanted to make sure you know how that all <laughs> works out for uh, you know greenbacks like me when it comes to uh, <laughs> orchestra stuff. Okay, so yeah. uh, now speaking of that, I mean the one thing I did like—I don't know if it changed since then, or you'll tell me that they used some other um, arranger later on, but. Uh, what I really like, I always highlight about Sister Christian, you saying that that's the song you kind of, you know, went with the jugular, um, was I always liked how it starts out, you know, the regular piano, dun, 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 dun. And underneath the orchestra is playing the chorus. Mm. And I thought that's kind of neat where they just don't follow the, you know, the traditional piano line. So good job there, buddy. You won me. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, brilliant. Uh, brilliant. Having the melody being played by those strings. Of, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. 
So, uh, so you, so you, you, you take your shot with Sister Christian, and what do you hear back from them? I so Brad in particular had a lot of ideas about what he wanted the intro to Sister Christian to be, and he had this vision of um, referencing different parts of the song as like a, a grand entrance into the song. And uh, I took what he said there about referencing different parts. And I, and as you mentioned, I, I kind of wove that into like different sections of the orchestra, actually playing different parts of the song on top of each other. Uh, and then that coincided with what Eric plays on keyboard. And, uh, and I think I did a couple other things later in the song too. Da, 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 with the strings. And, I, those were parts that I, I really was proud of. So when the band came back and, and they were like, yeah, this, you you get it. This sounds great. Can you adjust this thing? I made the adjustment, send it back. They're like, okay, cool. Let's go on and do the next song. Um, it felt great. I mean, uh, an, more additional backstory. When, when we were talking to Ed about this project and we agreed that we were going to do it and that I was going to take a stab at arranging the songs, so I, I don't even know if Eric knows this, but I went and for that whole summer of 2022, when I was working on arranging, I made a playlist on my Apple Music account where I took the top 100 songs of each year of the 1980s and made a playlist out of that. So I'm listening to, you know, like a thousand songs and I just fully immersed myself in the sound of the 80s because what I wanted to understand and go into this project was what headspace was Night Ranger in at this time? Who else was writing music? Who are they touring with? Who are they, you know, getting inspiration from? I wanted to have that vocabulary before going into the arrangements because I didn't want the arrangements to sound so wildly different than Night Ranger's catalog. I didn't want it to sound out of character with their songs. And that homework really paid off because when it came to arranging the songs, I felt like I had a better grasp of what the band was doing. I was listening to all of their back catalog and just trying to understand like, what is the story they're trying to, to tell? And yes, I knew some of their songs going into this project, but that summer of really doing my homework was awesome. And it gave me a greater appreciation for Night Ranger as composers songwriters and as performers there's a lot going on in those songs and you all know this because you have a podcast about it and you talk about it all the time but i wanted more people to know just how great these songs are and um so it just became a lot more fun to to write the arrangements well, and i you know talking about how you were going year by year in the 80s <clears throat> you can say that you know the height of mtv was 83 to 86 and who ruled mtv during that period night ranger right um you know sister christian ruled 1984 you had when you close your eyes getting a lot of uh you know airplay and then you know a lot of people forget seven wishes had two top 10 hits and a top 20 hit so all of 85 going into the first half of 86 you know night ranger ruled um well, if I'm remembering correctly, the song Night Ranger in that video was one of the first videos on MTV to get regular rotation. That would have been, well, Don't Tell Me You Love Me. Yes. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Don't Tell Don't Me You Love Me. Don't Tell Me You Love Me was, you know, one of the 
someone out there probably knows exactly, but I think it was played, you know, you know it was like December of like yeah. 82. I looked it up because my mom like got into them and Def Leppard at the same month. And I think why well, MTV came out, you know, August of that year. <laughs> and if you were yeah. really wanting to, uh, um, you know, get into Night Ranger's headspace, really all you had to do is become heavily medicated <laughs> around some shady characters and some questionable women. And uh, you could have got there probably a lot quicker. Um, but uh, that's the 80s for you. So, um, so, you know, I like the idea, though, of, you know, getting you know your your mindset out of the decade you're in and going back i mean 40 years in some cases um so was there any so when you're you know arranging these songs was there any song that uh you know gave you particular trouble like i don't know maybe like what the hell do i add to this um i don't know what you know what an example would be but was there anything that you know, kind of was just hard to, you know, score or, or come up with ideas for? It's a really good question. I, I'll say that um, when I started the arranging process, um, I had requested audio from their live shows. I wanted to hear what they were doing, you know, on the regular tours. And that was incredibly valuable, especially Eric's playing. In fact, I got a, 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 a soundboard mix and it was pretty much Eric <laughs> and the band <laughs> in the background. And it was it was great because, you know, Eric is laying out a lot of chords and melody lines and things like that. And uh, a lot of the arrangements was, OK, how can I blend the orchestra with what Eric is doing? You know, if you got two two groups within the band doing like heavy chordal stuff, it's going to sound like a mess. So a lot of the arrangement was like, okay, I got to make sure that what we're doing lines up with what Eric is doing. And then when Eric isn't doing something, is there something that I could do to, you know, add something interesting without being overbearing in the arrangement? Mm. And um, so that was really helpful. I, I can't say that there was one song that was more difficult than the others, but I will tell you that uh, Call My Name and When You Close Your Eyes were my two favorite songs to arrange. I had the most fun and I felt like um, the ideas I came up with for those two songs were the ones I was most excited to conduct. Like when I gave them to the students, I was like, you guys better like these songs because I like them. <laughs> now, uh, we're going to get to When You Close Your Eyes here in a second because there was something I really liked. It was you know not big, but that you added that song. But uh, now the soundboard recording you got, was that the one? where Eric plays four in the morning twice? Oh, no, that was huh? No, it wasn't that one. No, I'm pretty but sure it was a recording one. where Eric had to do all the vocals that night. Um, Jack wasn't <laughs> feeling well, and I, I think Eric sang every let's, song. Listen, really we, we've got some uh, Eric on vocals video, but uh, what, I'm, what I'm busting uh, Eric with is... Uh, there was, well, I don't know, I guess I had to be there because I'm, uh, I'm giving you enough crap, but uh, um, what show was it where I think you started four in the morning twice? <laughs> uh, I started singing. Uh, uh, we had, it's the, the show before we had played, um, uh, or no, the, the the last time that we had played uh, Seven Wishes, we had played it um, second uh, or uh, third. Uh, after we had played it second so we, yeah we played it after yes. rock in america 
and before um, four in the morning. And, and I had remembered that uh, Kelly during rehears during rehearsal was was like, yeah, let's <laughs> let's make sure that four in the morning is still right before sing me away, so that we can do that ba 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 ba, and then swell into it. And so anyway, then we're playing this show, and um, and Jack called an audible, and and suddenly we're playing sing me away, but but we were playing it after four in the morning. So not to excuse it, but that's where my brain fart came from. So meanwhile, we had already played Sing Me Away second. Or uh, yeah, I can't remember how the order got. Anyways, I just remember like the next show we did a set uh, list. They're still not letting me live it. The, the, next, the next show we did a set list and it's like, it's, uh, it's um, you can still rock in America, four in the morning, Sing Me Away, four in the morning. Night Ranger, four in the morning. Every <laughs> other song is that. Uh, it was Sing Me Away, right. Yeah, that was, that was an end special. So, uh, putting that up, putting it on the board. We were all, he's like, this is the set list, guys. <laughs> but uh, back to... I deserve uh, it, though. Back to you talking about what you... Uh, some of your arrangements you liked. I'm pretty sure it's, you, you can... Uh, you can still rock in America where normally, right? They, I think it's going right into that pre-chorus of um, where Kelly starts to sing. Normally they would just hit an open chord and let it ring out. And they still do that on the orchestra version, but you guys fill in that two second space with, I don't, you know, some or you know, <laughs> two or three really cool notes. Right. And I was like, wow, that's cool. I, you know, I've listened to the song for 40 years. That's always just been a note that, you know, you hit, you know, some open chords on guitar, let it ring out, and then jump into that pre-chorus. And uh, you guys just took that little three, two-second slot and and made it happen. And uh, um, so, you know, being the Night Ranger nerd, that's the stuff <laughs> I pick up on. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know. That was Chris 100% that moment. Um, and that, you know, I Josh, Chris. don't. That that makes me feel really good because honestly, as I was going through the arrangement process, I was like, "This is this is a band with a very dedicated fan base that has heard them play a lot. These songs have been around for a very long time." I the last thing I want to do is get in the way or try to change these songs whatsoever. So it was like, I was very careful about the little things I added, and you know, there were a couple things the band came back and they're like. Chris, that's cute, but <laughs> and that's fine, you know. Hey, you you don't. Know, it's easier to cut stuff than to add stuff, so that that was fine. But now so. we're we're going to get to call call my name because that deserves a whole segment in itself. Um, so uh, you know, you, you're passing you know ideas back and forth to the band and everything. Let's so the show is on a was it on a Wednesday Thursday? I the think Wednesday. it was a Wednesday. Okay. So, Eric, you guys arrive, well, you arrived, Eric, like Friday or Saturday, correct? Yeah, yeah. what day was our rehearsal? I want to say Saturday. I, I, mm -hmm. Thursday, actually, for a Friday rehearsal, if mm -hmm. I'm remembering correctly. So We had rehearsal Saturday. We had Sunday off. We did, that's what oh, I no, 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 no. Saturday, you came right? Saturday. The rest of the band came on Monday. We did Monday at the, at our usual rehearsal spot. Tuesday was on stage. Wednesday was the show. And and speaking of uh, when you close your eyes, being one of your other favorites, it, it the the moment for me when I realized that like they weren't it, it the orchestra wasn't just a bunch of kids, but you know was it, and not to mean that in a derogatory sense, but uh, uh, Chris wrote during the second uh, the the reintro. Uh, it it goes. Uh, 
it, it's like the band plays these swell chords and and he has the strings like fading in doing I, I don't even know what you call that articulation it sounds like magical and I remember like at that moment looking up and being like whoa like okay this is next level <laughs> that's funny you should mention that part because I came up with that in the shower and I like was running out of the shower to sing it into my phone so I wouldn't forget it and then I realized later on that it was that research that I did in the summer. So I can't remember what song it was, but somebody else had done that in a song and it had like made its way into my brain and, and then came back out in that arrangement. But uh, there, there you I go. love that part See, too. <laughs> you know, listen to all those, you know, hundred songs, you know, Kaja Gugu or something was caught <laughs> up there in the brain and uh, uh, filtered itself out. So, you know, Eric shows up a little bit early. Um, he's at the rehearsals on Saturday. The um, the band shows up on Monday at your guys's, you know, basically um, your guys's whatever, you know, <laughs> location. Um, and uh, um, so let's talk about that day, the first day, Monday, um, that the you know first day that the band's there just let's talk about you know how you know if there was any you know unexpected obstacles did everything run smoother than usual um was levy sober <laughs> <laughs> i didn't drink around kids no <laughs> so uh when so when i did the arrangements um i took live recordings of the band and I used uh, uh, digital audio workstation to like play and superimpose my arrangements on top of their live performances. And then I would send two versions of those to the band. One was a version of the arrangement with the band playing their live show. And another would be just the orchestral arrangement. So they could hear the arrangement itself, but then they could also hear how the arrangement worked with their performance. And when everything was said and done, once they approved those, I could then share that with the students and say, okay, like this is what it's gonna sound like to play along with, with Night Ranger and go home and practice playing along with the recordings. And we even at, at rehearsals leading up to Night Ranger coming would listen to the recording, listen to the demo that I made. And then we would play it and try to, to match. Cause what we wanted was the band to come in and just do their thing. And we would not have to change much. I mean, we, we knew we had two rehearsals. So we knew that it like, it had to just mesh together really quick. And it, and it couldn't, we couldn't do anything fancy. We didn't have a lot of time to work through any like special trickery. Like it just had to be, they arrived, they do their thing and we work with them. So I think the students did a really good job of being prepared for that, that, I mean, for them never working with a professional group. I mean, many of them have not worked with a professional group before. Um, I thought they did a really good job of, of plugging in and, and playing with, with the band. And so I think, I don't, Eric can speak to it better than I could, but I, I think that there was probably a little bit of like, nobody really knew if this was gonna work out or not on Monday night. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, okay, well, here we go. We'll see if this works. And uh, after a couple songs, I, it felt like everybody was smiling and settling in and, and we were starting to have fun. Yeah, definitely. And, and like I, 
uh, when I, when I came in for that Saturday rehearsal, it's at the, um, like, yeah, it's, I, I was impressed, right, first off and foremost by the demeanor of everybody in the group of just, you know, acting pro. It's like, you know, it's like being a, working with a, with like an 11 year old who's acting like a total pro is, you know, not something I'm, <laughs> not something I'm used to. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was amazing. So what I, what I tried to impart on, on the kids that day was, was like, hey, you know, once, once the other guys in the band come in, you know, just, uh, the, remember that the, the you know everybody really first and foremost wants this to be a, a fun occasion and you know it's like yeah let let loose with it it's the show is going to be fun it's it's really going to be a good time and um yeah sure enough sure enough when the guys in the band came in they were um man like chris said it was it was like it it didn't feel like the band had to change one iota of what the band did you know feel wise hits wise you know, sure, sure, we changed some things arrangement-wise. Just to, you know, it's like we figured things out that would, you know, be good for that performance. But as as far as the orchestra making us feel like, like we were encumbered anyway, you know, man, it's it phenomenal, man, phenomenal respect for for everybody in that in that orchestra. It's um, I, I'm 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 remembering a there was there was there was a mo there was a moment during the song night ranger where we had a, a technical issue and we had to pause we're waiting for uh things to to get ready and resolved and and i'm looking around at the orchestra and, and i remembered that uh when i when i was in high school my my band instrument and symphonic band was the timpani so i so i walked over and i i found the timpani player and i was just like yeah dude you know you're doing what i was doing when you're age well i was your age and you know gave him a fist bump and it's it uh, man it, what an incredible experience working with them truly now before you did that first rehearsal chris did you you know let them watch the scene from boogie nights where <laughs> christian is in there to kind of get them you know acclimated to, to what could possibly happen um so tuesday <laughs> the uh Tuesday. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, time out. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we did do a special Night Ranger rehearsal where we made like a slide presentation and we gave like all the facts about Night Ranger, like, you know, 17 million records and who was president when they first came out. We showed them <laughs> the videos. They had a blast watching the videos. I mean, it became like a lot of inside jokes within the orchestra. Like, um, you don't have why are they having it. such why are they having such a sad party on a train and then all of a sudden there's balloons everywhere and then what are <laughs> why are they gazing out the windows you know why loving is there a monkey and when you close your eyes <laughs> now so, i thought you were going to go with uh we just had someone lighting firecrackers well i was gonna around. say <laughs> and during rehearsals i just had some you know i was just throwing fire <laughs> poppers uh you know just to scare them keeping on their toes but um so we did prep them a little bit and and try to help them understand you know there none of them were alive when when night ranger was you know making headlines in the 80s so we felt <laughs> it was really important for them to understand some of the the context of the band and and why they were so famous and so influential and uh i think they enjoyed that rehearsal a lot it was a lot of fun chris how was it you know it's it's obviously one thing to um you know rehearse um on your own and then with the band you know in the uh 
confines of your own place but then you get to the theater and you have that rock stage set up and you got all those thousands of seats out there right and you got eric coming in well maybe not that day but eric coming in as you know night ranger garb where he looks like a completely different person and uh um what was that like for yourself and for the orchestra finally you know it's the day before it's but you're in that rock and roll that theater, that setting, how was that, you know, what was that feeling like? We we wanted to help the students have an experience and we wanted them to be excited about the experience. So well before our season started, going back into August, we had actually arranged a tour with uh, Playhouse Square so the students could get a tour of the theaters. And so we got a little history lesson about Playhouse Square and the kids got to go on stage when nothing was on it. And just be on the stage and see the auditorium and, you know, they're wide-eyed. I mean, it's a gorgeous theater and obviously lots of seats in that theater. So um, they at least knew the space before we got there for rehearsal. But then you get on stage and, you know, the stage is for the orchestra is elevated and there's air cannons and light shows and, you know, all the, all the stuff going on cameras. And, and I think there may have been a little bit of, you know, adrenaline from the students like oh wow okay this is like the real deal rock thing they certainly loved poking fun at me when I was startled by the air cannons going off on either side of me <laughs> while I was conducting um but I think in general they were just excited and we you know we take a lot of um pride in creating an environment where the students feel welcome and they feel comfortable and that there's a lot of connections between the students and I think that that work really paid off when we were in the theater in that that situation because the kids were laughing, they were looking at each other, they're having a good time. You watch the percussionists in that um, DVD and they are headbanging and rocking out and they're talking to each other and having a great time. Like, I think they were just excited. And so once we got to the theater and we were doing the whole thing, it, there, there was work to be done, but I think everybody was enjoying it too. Eric, you got it. You remember anything in particular from the night before that rehearsal, the first night at the theater? That's most most of my recollection of, of of rehearsals at the theater is 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 actually the stuff that was going on. You know, like two hours before the show, of like you know, wow, we're about to open doors and do all these microphones work <laughs> and <laughs> how many live microphones do we have? How many live cameras did we have? You know, we've, we've done video shoots before, but we haven't done video shoots with, you know, expanding our band by 100 people or, you know, which is essentially what we did. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that if, if there was any time where it was like, okay, it's now or never, like, this, we got to make it happen now. So here we go. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the moment I'm, I'm remembering. Well, and then also afterwards, after everything was said and done, that's the night we drank some beer and ate some gourmet cheese. Um, <laughs> oh, that was the bringing the cheese to the bar night. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, and that was a night, you know, I was there and I was at the venue a little bit and that's, I kind of realized, you know what, I'm not going to be around here much. Um, there was just a lot going on and a lot of people and, um, you know, just, you could sense that this was big, um, so now we're talking about Wednesday, the uh, the day of show. Um, 
uh chris how do you you prep for that now um these kids i mean they got you know like regular school hours right like they're going to school during the morning and afternoon <laughs> and but that night they got a rock and roll show so just talk a little bit about what their day and your day was like leading up to the uh actual event yeah i think all of them went to school that day and they got home and put their backpacks away got dressed up in their cyo attire and came up to the theater and uh we were off and rolling and um I'd like to think that we did a good job in preparing them and getting them ready for get, just trying to give them as much information and to try to um, prepare them for any possibility. And, you know, my earlier comment about uh, Night Rangers tour team, they made a lot of that logistic stuff happen. I'm from great monitor mixes to making sure that the lighting was good for the students, that the microphones were set up well. Um, it was a huge production. And those those folks were just there. They were nice. I mean, I, I hung out at the theater the whole day and, and I had an opportunity to have lunch with everybody. And you could just tell the amount of time they've spent working together and on the road. And I kept asking questions like, you know, how did you all come together? And it was really interesting to hear how like, oh, we worked with so-and-so and they, suggested I, you know, come over and work with Night Ranger and this team has really been awesome. So I've enjoyed working with them. And I mean, there's a real family feel with Night Ranger. And so I think all of that culminates in making things not feel frantic or, or like question marks of, is this going to work or what is this going to be like? It's just all felt very professional and very well thought out. And, um, the only thing I was nervous about is Jack wanted me to wear one of his vests on stage, and I just can't pull off that look. <laughs> was it the uh, 1985 turquoise vest? Uh, it was. It was not the turquoise vest. Um, yeah. So, because uh, that would have been cool, you would have got even more props from the uh, Night Ranger uh, community. Eric, do you remember anything leading into that day of show? I mean, were you? Uh, um were there any lingering questions or were you pretty confident that this was going to be able to be pulled off um i mean i felt i that <laughs> i i felt like chris was confident in in the best possible way you know and and that the orchestra was confident in the best possible way and in a way that yeah you know like you said before it's like these these, these kids are going to go sit in a class of, of 20 tomorrow and, you know, do math problems or whatever, you know, and here they are like in front of, you know, like thousands of people and all these video cameras and lights and, you know, okay, you get one shot at this, it's going on the DVD. Um, you know, not a, not a, not a single face I looked at looked rattled in, in any possible way. Oh, it, um, this, it, there was an amazing moment that happened right before the show uh, started where, um, where it was like, Ed's coming to us like, you know, hey, you guys, I know we're trying to get ready, but, um, you know, they uh, they mm. really want us to come upstairs for a minute be before this show starts. And, you know, come on, you guys, let's do it. And and so it's, I have no idea, you know, it's like we're going to do another meet and greet or what, you know, I'm just, I'm just like, okay, here we go upstairs now. And we walk into this room and it was like the most amazing, like applause coming out of the entire orchestra, just like, it, the enthusiasm of that moment like it just it, you know 
having a hundred kids just like cheering at you. It was like, it was like, wow, wow. And then they gave us all posters. I have, I have mine hanging on the wall right there. Nice. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh, the enthusiasm in that moment. Yeah. They presented us with, with these posters that uh, all the kids had signed it. You know, I look up here and I'm like, you know, who's that Aussie kid? You know, it's, <laughs> it, <laughs> and, and, yeah. And so it, it was like, even, even like, you know, going up, I think right before the show, I'm like going up to, to, uh, you know, give a note to Chris and, and as I didn't even send it to him in notation. Cause it was like, I didn't, I didn't have like, you know, notation paper in front i i like i like wrote like the stems of notes and i wrote like the you know e f sharp you know like underneath it i'm like trying you know pass this to him like five minutes before we're about to start he was like so cool and collected and on it and man yeah so i think also chris one thing you may not know so the fans of motion i mean obviously you know the the um celebrated podcast that you're on um we're also, you know, a, a Facebook page, uh, close all we're nearing 10,000 members. Okay. And we've got members all around the country, all around the world. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot in the Midwest and this show as was the, you know, the first Danny Repeppi Memorial show, um, we had a lot of the members of the page going to this show. So the night before the performance, we, <clears throat> we went to the uh, winking lizard um mm -hmm. there in independence and i bet we had probably you know 45 55 members of the page all night ranger fans you know there drinking partying awesome. taking over the jukebox um so it was a big event for us i mean something that we one had all looked forward to just because of the event that was last year but also um now it's um it's something unique in the orchestra and we know that it's going to be recorded and it's going to be a piece of the night ranger history that's going to be there um forever so you know from us you know as a fan's point of view it was a show that we were looking forward to for um multiple reasons i had been to the that theater before um so i you know knew that you know how beautiful the theater was and was telling everybody like listen <laughs> there's a lot of stuff lining up perfect for this show you know, Night Ranger, the orchestra, beautiful theater. Um, I mean, the Browns still play in the city, but you can't <laughs> win all of them. Um, but, uh, um, you know, so with, you know, having that night out, the you know, the night before, and then all of us being there, you know, at the theater before the show and talking and meeting, and then, you know, the events leading up to it, right? And you go out you know, to your seats and you see this different stage that you've never seen with Night Ranger before, right? You know, you got the regular setup, but then you have this stage on top of the stage and this big monitor, you know, this big screen that's going to have all kinds of graphics. You knew something was going to be um, different. Uh, so we're now at, you know, showtime. Um, you know, uh, now Eric's old hat at this, right? He's you know toured all over the world, and you know he knows you know the old Night Ranger whole setup. But you know this is your first time up on stage with uh, with Night Ranger, so just give us a little uh, just your story of the show starting and what you remember and you know what you enjoyed. 
Well, I remember the sound check that night. Um, and I remember that was the one point where I felt like I really exerted myself on behalf of the students because <laughs> I was like, I think the band may have had a few things that they wanted to go through. And I was like, we really just for the sake of students, we need to start every song. Like they just need to know the transitions between songs and you know how the flow is going to work. And um, so that was really important for me to have the students have that before we played a single note on stage. And, and the band was gracious enough to uh, give the students that. And, and I think that that, that really helped out a lot. Um, you know, I've not been playing for 40 years, but I haven't been a musician since I was 10 years old and done a lot of playing and a lot of touring. And I think part of being a professional musician is understanding that there are some things that are within your control and there are a lot of things that are outside of your control. And so I go into any performance uh, with a health, healthy um, mindset of be prepared as much as we possibly could for this moment. There's nothing that we can do to prepare any better. Now it's just time to ride it and try to have some fun. And I think we did. I think we had a great time. And we were on stage and, um, you know, you hear the audience talking and you see the students kind of settling in their seats and the the feeling in the room was really good. You could, I mean, the, the moment that Eric mentioned was right before we went on stage. And so everybody's feeling good and everybody's feeling connected and excited and just felt really good. It felt like, hey, I, I think this is going to be a good night of music making. And um, so I'm standing there on stage with the students and I'm trying to keep them loose. I'm probably making some stupid faces. I'm glad they didn't put that on the DVD. And um, <laughs> when I heard the count off, it was like, all right, here we go. And we went right into it. And um, it was exciting and fun. And uh, the band did a great job of kind of like, you know, Jack was up on the podium with the orchestra. Carrie came up at one point. Um, Eric tried to pick up his keyboard, but it, you know, he only got like a couple <laughs> steps. It just looked awkward. And, uh, um, but I think, you know, the connection was there. Everybody was present on stage and having a good time. And, and I just felt like, uh, there's there's nothing that could have gone better that night. I mean, it was just a great night of music, and, and we 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 did the best we could, and and then I'm glad that people had a good time. It's it's really cool to hear about the Night Ranger fans getting together beforehand and, and sharing some mm. friendly camaraderie before going to the concert. Um, and One thing uh, you may not know, uh, you know, you know, you talk about kind of wanting to loosen up the uh, before the show. The original writer had 80 additional shots of tequila on it until someone <laughs> until someone thought better of it and uh like hey uh the uh the the uh, why in the cyo is youth um so they uh they still kept the 80 shots but they leave he took about 50 percent of it. um so uh you know so the you know the performance starts robin you know talk a little bit about what you you know your experience there what songs stood out to you um talk about you know your experience being you know there in the crowd you know watching mr levy 
and Chris there uh, uh, do their magic? Well, I was like front and center. So I was, I was maybe what, five to 10 rows and like in the front. And um, I mean, it just sounded really amazing. Like I was, I think part of that special area where I couldn't hear the orchestra as much as I would have wanted to, but like the points where it stood out was like close my eyes. And when I watched the DVD back, Sister Christian was probably my favorite song that was like, I, the arrangement was my favorite that it's like, wow, it hit me out of nowhere kind of feeling like, I don't think a record's good if at least one song doesn't do it <laughs> to me. Like where, where, where did that come from? I need it. Um, it was just so much fun too to see the kids having fun. One of the best parts in the DVD is um, some girls in the crowd was like, "Look at the drummers, how fun, how much fun they're having and stuff." And it like goes back and forth to like the kids, and then like they're they're like literally pointing, and that's how it felt too. Just the entire atmosphere, what you were saying, like it just felt like okay this is a really it's not just rock and roll it's almost like a it almost felt like it could have been like a little rock opera it was fun <laughs> nice yeah i mean i think you know kind of what we talked about is everything lined up perfectly you know it was an event we all wanted to be at it was night ranger it was something unique with the orchestra it was a beautiful theater um so you know a lot of things lined up perfectly um what i took out of it um was uh you know where i was at down front i mean obviously it's going to be a little hard to hear you know the orchestra so i couldn't quite get that full um the audio part but visually i mean you can you can almost see it visually you can see this you know there's 80 other musicians on stage playing and you see them basically they're all the same movements right so maybe i can't hear them but i know there's some cool shit happening mm -hmm. right and just visually um how unique and cool it was um i did walk around the venue so different places like any theater where you go oh okay if i'm up here in the middle i can definitely hear the orchestra more um <clears throat> So, you know, just, you know, from being there, um, it was just cool seeing, you know, 80 other musicians up there playing and contributing, you know, to that music. Um, the standout track was Call My Name, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, as a Night Ranger fan, um, <clears throat> you know, Call My Name has always been my probably one of my favorite Night Ranger songs, probably the favorite it's Brent's favorite. Brent's another host on the uh, the podcast. Probably one of the few things Brent and I agree on there. So uh, <laughs> it's one of, you know, it's our favorite track um, from Night Ranger. And, you know, and on top of that, you know, Night Ranger's had, you know, three or four live records. And that song's never been on one of the live records. So, one, we're getting a live version of Call My Name. And on top of that, I mean, it's like I said, it's a song we hold in high regard. When you guys played it, um, I forget who it was, but someone on the page said, like, that version on this record is like the definite version of it. Like, it's oh, rough. what? That's 
That's awesome. Trump. They just gave me chills. That's that's so cool. Now listen, I ain't saying that. <laughs> but uh, but other people have said. I that. agree with but, that statement. Yeah. Um, but visually, right? You know, visually with you know Jack in the fog, and you have the the graphics behind him, and then the orchestra. You guys are you guys are. I mean, it's. I don't think the band's playing anything. It's you guys playing everything. Um, visually, it's stunning. You know, musically, it's stunning. And uh, um, yeah, it's just fucking phenomenal. I mean, it's, if you're one of the kids listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, it is, right? Uh, it's one of those things where it's worth the price of admission alone, right? Um, so I guess like, I'm on you know from myself on behalf of all the other night ranger fans uh chris thank you for uh making call my name such a uh i don't think i could ever think it could get better and somehow you pulled it off all right well, shit, um, that's, that's high and, praise thank you man uh, so um but yeah that's uh you know what i remember from the show was just the visual aspects of how great it was seeing the orchestra and all the the kids up there just you know you could tell they were in sync none of them look you know flustered or anything like they look like they fucking belong there more than eric did right <laughs> um you know eric's the one i see sometimes looking around like you know all right what's going on here for so, in the morning um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh so you know that's what i you know i i took out of it was just how professional and how smooth everything you know um you know appeared and uh, ran um so yeah, i, I like to oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead, no, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, i was just going to compliment more because what i always loved about night ranger especially is i feel like they more than like van halen even my favorite Def leopard like just are the 80s more than any other like rock band of the 80s and part of why i love them is fitz the original keyboardist that came up with the original stuff he would fill in and do all the random little melodies that like the guitars would miss and it'd be just so different and stuff so that's why this was like honestly like match made in heaven <laughs> really um, cool first really one cool. you know there were three songs that the orchestra didn't play on uh-huh one of them being rumors in the air if i'm if i remember correctly does yeah. that sound right is that right lisa or uh, lisa um Robin? <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so, i love that song too so so yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't know if you're familiar with the song chris but to me like that would have been a perfect orchestra song mm. right because you know fit you know eric coming out of the chorus you know how you got those keyboards you know like to me there's like a lot of stuff there is there any reason like if you you know obviously that might not even been a, a song presented to you chris right. but if it was is there you know would that is there a reason why maybe that wouldn't have been done or was it not even an option i'm not sure what the the decision making process was for the band but they did send us a set list multiple set lists they had done some different iterations and um the, there were decisions made that we're not going to have orchestra on on these songs and i'm not sure if it was you know a logistical thing if they just really wanted to, to, to play without the orchestra on those songs i'm, I'm not 100 sure what what the decision was um but 
Um, Eric, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Eric, do you think Rumors would have been a good song for the orchestra, or is there something that my non-musical ears aren't <laughs> getting with that song? Oh, I, I mean, you know, imagining what Chris would have done with it, considered considering what he did with the other arrangements, I think it would, I think it would have been fantastic. I, I have no idea, really, what what the decision making was either. Yeah. All right. Well, that was just like I said, just something. I know it was played, you know, that night. And if I don't bring it up, there's going to be someone's going <laughs> to, you know, say something. Probably myself kicking my ass at two in the morning. Why didn't you ask that? Um, now, now. Uh, Chris, uh, you know, I, I I do want you to go listen to a Night Ranger song called "Rain Comes Crashing Down." That was a song that I pushed. A lot of Night Ranger fans wanted. We thought it was it was a perfect song for the orchestra. It's a deep track, um, but uh, I'd love to hear your opinion on if that was ever going to be an option. I'm not going to, you know, complain. I got called my name, and I'm happy with it. Um, but. Uh, Rain Comes Crashing Down was the one like all the hardcore fans were mm. saying would have been a, a good opportunity for that to be showcased. But I get it. Record companies want hits and stuff like that. So uh, I will say about Call My Name, um, that one, as I said earlier, was one of my favorite to do. And as I was working on that arrangement, um, I think my respect for Night Ranger grew Um because as I was playing inside of that song, I was like, oh my God, there's just so many possibilities with this song. This this song has a lot of depth to it. It's a lot of development. And um, I think I said to Jack at some point, I definitely said to the students, but I was like, this is like Night Ranger's Stairway to Heaven. This is like, this is the epic multi-movement <laughs> lots of you know little pockets of ideas and and i i absolutely loved it's what i said before is is absolutely true i loved playing inside of that song it was so much fun to be like oh i could just add a little here it's like being a chef in the kitchen you know i was like throwing salts in this corner and it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it was a great song to play i think another song eric that they you know you guys could have had fun with when like eddie's coming out tonight there's a lot of movements in that and, you know, back and forth with, you know, the uh, guitar solos and the keyboards. And um, so. Absolutely uh, agreed. I, I think there's going to be room for like a, a part two concert. Yeah, there we go. I was just going to say, as, uh, to referencing what Chris was, was talking about, about uh, Stairway to Heaven. And I, I never, I never thought about it that way. But it's I, I do think it it's like of 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 all the Night Ranger songs, it's like it's the one that has like the purest arc, I guess, where it's like it really, you know, it starts out the you know, the recording starts out just, you know, acoustic piano and nothing else, but it's like it's a slow and steady build, you know, and it's just, mm -hmm. it's it, all the way until you get to that end and it's like it's the loudest it's been, the biggest it's been, and you know, until it drops down for the for the very end. And I, I think uh now that I think about it, Stairway to Heaven has that similar arc. And uh also like you said, has the has different kind of like ideas in different sections going on. And that's profound. And you know, it's I mean, you know, it's um lyrically um you know you can say whatever you want about night ranger but i think lyrically i mean that's definitely one of the songs that definitely paints a picture 
you know, like that, that those opening verses, I hear a voice over the sound of the city, you know, stuff like that. I mean, very cool lyrics, um, you know, very, you know, very mellow starting out. And like I said, it takes you for a ride, builds you up. And um, you definitely know when you hit that climax because you're usually driving a little bit too fast and you hear them sirens at the end and um, you're like, shit, you know, you're looking at <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh so uh um yeah so basically what i'm hearing here is that we need to start a a crowdfunding campaign to um raise money to do an album with night ranger and orchestra in the studio is that is that what i'm hearing correctly we got a couple songs we missed exactly Uh, (laughs) i don't know if we need to crowdfund i'm about eight months away from having enough blackmail where uh, (laughs) where I mean, we could have the whole Man in Motion record being played, you know, live on stage if uh, need be. So, uh, but uh, oh you know, how how cool would that be? You know, a uh, live in the studio with the uh, Contemporary Youth Orchestra, you know, uh, banging out. Eddie's coming out tonight. Rumors in the air. Rain comes crashing down. You know, a Keith Jarrett cover. Um, you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, you guys could be introducing the weather report to uh, mm-hmm. millions of new listeners uh, under the uh, uh, Night Ranger. Uh, who's the other guy you like there, Eric, that we could uh, introduce? Who's the uh, who's the oh, one? Weather report, that's Joe Zawinul. I know. Yeah, who's Joe Zawinul. Who's the guy, the, the blue album cover, Feather on a Wing or something like that? Uh, oh, Chick Corea. Chick Corea. Yeah, Chick Corea. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there you go. Well, you know, uh, Herbie Hancock and Future Shock was really popular around the time of Night Ranger. Maybe we, maybe we need to do like a Future Shock cover. Oh, yeah. man. It's, Some Yawn Hammer or whatever that guy's name was. Do some I mean, Yawn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can, I can go for that. We'll just do a jazz covers record for Night Ranger. <laughs> jazz Odyssey. There it is. I said it out loud. We're going to need a lot of said it. Mail. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Puppet show. Then Night Ranger. Um, so, uh, all right. So, um, you know, we'll talk about the uh, the kids, Chris, after the show, just, you know, their, you know, their experience and what they thought of it. Um, you know, were the next two weeks of school, were they walking around in turquoise blazers like Jack was in 85? <laughs> Um, well, we got a lot. I mean, this was the shirt that everybody was wearing on stage. And so we saw shirts being worn for the rest of the season. And Ed came with lots of swag for the kids, hanging out hats and stickers and stuff. And, and those were regular Saturday morning attire throughout the rest of the season, which was great. And then uh, in the springtime, uh, Ed came with the a video mostly edited and mixed and showed it to the students so they could see what it get a little sneak peek and see what, what it was going to look like. And um, I, they were tickled pink. I mean, they were enjoying seeing themselves on, on the camera. And, you know, when each person came up, everybody's like, Oh, you're you look awesome. And they made fun of me relentlessly for my hair flips throughout the uh, performance. And, uh, <laughs> Um, so it was great and we all had a wonderful time and it is one of those things where, um, you know, you talked about all the Night Ranger fans getting together beforehand at Winking Wizard and, and having that camaraderie and 
that's memory making, right? And so what these kids did is they they made some amazing memories together. And, uh, you know, we, we want to expose them to different areas of the music industry. And we want to make great music with them. But another thing that we, we feel is really important is to help them make memories that they'll treasure for the rest of their lives. And I don't think there will be a single one of them that doesn't talk about Night Ranger as they continue through their lives and, and what that concert was like. Because honestly, high school kids don't normally get those kinds of opportunities. So that is a pretty unique opportunity and uh, was a cool night of music making that's now, you know, on a record and on a DVD. And uh, I just, you know, I'm going to embarrass the crap out of my great grandchildren someday be like, one time I played with Night Ranger. Here's the DVD. Sit down. We're watching it now. You know, I think the students in the orchestra will probably do the same thing. So that's awesome. And the kids each got their name in the uh, the liner notes. How cool was that? Super um, cool. And I guess right there was the actual date, November 9th. Um, so a cool, you know, cool souvenir basically we got. I mean, everybody was excited for the show before we even knew this was happening. So to yeah. get this. So um, many people came from different states. Um, we had Mark come from England, but like just multiple states, Florida, Pennsylvania, like middle of the country. Um, I mean, where is Lisa? Is she farther in Pennsylvania? Uh, yeah, somewhere. Uh, like, east yeah, so like east, west, south, they're just all coming up to Cleveland. So that's what was extra exciting because we would come for uh, the, you know, Danny or Peppy. Yeah, show so uh um all right uh eric uh, you got any uh parting words for the uh about the uh, orchestra show oh um yeah just just how heartwarming it is to you know to hear that the that the that the kids are continuing to wear the swag and that it's something <laughs> that you yeah. know as everybody's gonna gonna always take with them it's it, that that would be my greatest wish for uh, for uh, everybody in the orchestra, you know, for, for, for any of you who are watching, you know, thanks for watching this far into the video. I'm supposed to say that, right? That's what YouTubers say. Like, thanks for watching this far into the video. If you're still here, this, so like, we, we have the most, we have the most dedicated, um, listeners. So they are still here. Um, but really my, my heart felt like truly, uh, everybody who's in the orchestra, you know, I, I, it's between your classes and having to get up early for everything else and still finding time to, you know, like do what you did, um, you know, that we were all able to do together. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, thank you truly. And from the bottom of my heart. Chris, uh, what's uh, give us your parting thoughts on this whole experience. Well, it's, uh, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing ride and I am, forever grateful to Night Ranger to give me the opportunity and to entrust me with such a important performance. I mean, I, I definitely took the project seriously and wanted to do a great job. And I'm glad that the band uh, enjoyed the experience and, and enjoyed the work that I did. And uh, um, it's, it's a, a thrill to to see so many people excited about what we did together and 
um, to hear the, the diehard fans just uh, appreciating the work that we all put in to put together a fun night and, and to do these arrangements and to do something new. And um, I just want to thank everybody in Night Ranger. Eric, you working with you was amazing. And uh, oh man, likewise. And, and everybody in the band was great. I mean, uh, there's some really fun photos and, and videos uh, from the concert. And uh, uh, I mean, even a, a year ago uh, th on Thanksgiving, uh, Jack sent me a Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving message. And I was like, holy shit, Jack's sending me a Thanksgiving message. That's pretty awesome. Um, so I, I'm just very grateful and I'm, I'm grateful that we got to do this, but I think most importantly, I'm grateful that we were able to put together an event that the kids really enjoyed and that they, uh, that they all left with some wonderful memories. And, uh, um, I just hope we get to do it again. You know, let's, let's get that crowdfunding thing or, or get those, uh, that quota of, of, uh, dirty, dirty <laughs> secrets so that we can, uh, we can make it happen. But, uh, bring uh, your trombone yeah. next time too. We gotta, we gotta, ready. Get... Has, have trombone oh, there, there and we ready. <laughs> uh, yeah, we gotta get some jamming in next time for real. Uh, night, and we'll have the, uh, Night Ranger covers, uh, Keith Jarrett record uh <laughs> that's a duet record right here <laughs> um, so uh thanks for to robin for um you know jumping in at short notice for us brent uh is a little under the weather tonight and uh it was you know my idea was to have you know you guys on but separate and brent had the brilliant idea of well why don't we get them together and uh you know it's like that is an awesome idea that i will steal from you um but uh <laughs> but you know no but brent had that idea of getting you guys together and um like i said he couldn't make it nice not feeling the greatest and we were talking about well, rescheduling, good, um rescheduling mm -hmm. but just with the holidays and everything we both kind of agreed that there's probably no other good dates going to be coming up so uh um but robin thank you for jumping on and uh covering his spot Eric, um, you know, uh, um, thank you for everything you do in the uh, Night Ranger community and the uh, Fans in Motion community. Um, my liver is dreading Vegas, but uh, um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I heard you're coming to Vegas. It's uh, and Piercy, man, right? It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, right. it's, we'll see our, it's our friend Steve, dude. I last time I was in Vegas, I was there for four <laughs> days. I remember one. Um, <laughs> So uh, back at you with the gratitude too, you know what? Chris, what watch these two. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Eric. Thank you, um, Chris. Thank you for uh, joining us. I'm sure we'll see you again when this next uh, Night Ranger Symphony record comes out. But uh, but you know, seriously though, thank you for uh, joining us. Thank you for the work you did with the record and the orchestra and and uh, putting together, helping put together. Um, you know a great release uh 40 years into night ranger's career and we've got something that we can all hold up and be proud of and you can't say that about every band from that era and every release that's put out there um but we can as night ranger fans we can hold this up and say you know we can take take this to our friends who maybe don't like 80s music so to speak mm -hmm. and put it in and say this shit still is good and this shit still kicks ass and um 
you you know you were a part of that and you're part of the night ranger history and and you uh, did justice to call my name so um if you uh you i love that so much that rather bring me so much joy you have no idea so <laughs> if you need a kidney uh you've earned it i would suggest getting it before <laughs> the second weekend in february because no i won't be calling you for a liver let's put it that way <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but uh anyways um chris lisa eric thank you guys wow robin robin <laughs> what i say oh, what i say lisa she listen i i should that's why you i need to listen i need to just get back I'm not rocking robin for nothing okay? i need to get back to just calling you guys all baby right i try to be equal and like start calling says baby but it was broad <laughs> oh no listen if you call them all listen contemporary youth if you call no. all of them baby you no. can't mix up their names that's what i'm leaving you with okay no. Always call them baby. Never try to call them by their name because you'll do this. And then you're the bad guy when you actually try to make an effort. Anyways, thank you guys for joining. Later.